This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Sex is a bit like a secret society. Everybody's doing it, I think. It's just that no one talks about it for sure. Well, nobody except for me, of course, every Sunday night here on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health, author of the book Sex and Health. I'm a researcher in the field of sexual health, blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink and the Huffington Post, a clinician in Vancouver and North Vancouver a TED speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about your body, love, sex, and your relationships. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies. The show is fearless, straight-up talk about sex. Hopefully for you, it will be illuminating, enlightening, and just a little bit of fun. So please stay with me. Do put the kitties to bed as listener discretion is advised. We are talking uh, a sensitive subject, sex, throughout the program. Also talking about relationships and, and health issues as well. So, uh, But I'll give you a minute or two to put those kids to bed. It's daylight savings time, so um, we've all got an extra hour, but it's later now. It's like really, it's 9 o'clock in fake time. Uh, so they should be in bed anyway. I should be in bed. <laughs> we should all be in bed. Um, I, I also want to mention, as I do every week on the program, for those of you who have suffered sexual abuse or sexual assault or rape in your life, I want you, you to know that you are never far from my mind, especially during the show and during the week when I'm in my clinical practice and or doing research. And my heart goes out to you. It is never your fault. I imagine there are many things in life that may trigger those horrific tragedies that occurred to you and on many levels may have changed your life. So this is not the way life is supposed to be. And uh, so with all due respect, uh, this is an educational program uh, about much related to sex, and that certainly is because that can certainly impact somebody's sex life. So I uh, thank you for your emails. You can always email me any questions you like at sextalk at cknw.com. You can give me a call if you have any questions, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Tonight's show is sponsored by Gynotroth. It's a hormone-free, over-the-counter, personal moisturizer, and I have a two-month supply to give out to the sixth caller. Um, So if you are somebody who's in menopause, has vaginal dryness, which maybe it would has shut down your sex life, maybe not. Um, but it can be very painful when you have decreased estrogen receptors at menopause. It's also called genitourinary syndrome of menopause, or GSM. Uh, so personal moisturizers are a, a great choice to begin with to deal with your vaginal dryness, vaginal atrophy, because it can certainly make you feel unwell, and it may also impact your sex life. Matt, good evening. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yourself? No, I'm very well, thank you. Nice to see you. Nice tonight. to be back. Oh, yeah. Did you get my present? <laughs> I gave it to you. The oh, kale. The, <laughs> I was just lost. Yes. <laughs> kale. I gave you some kale tonight. S- sorry, I'm recovering from a cold, so I'm oh, still not 100% I'm with it. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you're going to be better for next Saturday. Oh, no. I, the worst of it was over. It's, it's our, like... 
Oh, well, that's Tuesday, good. Thursday, Tuesday to Thursday was uh, oh, those were the hard some yards. Vitamin C and kale, so that might keep you healthy this I've week. I've actually got that uh, vitamin C tablets you drop into water. Those oh, okay. help out quite a bit, too. Oh, oh well, that's good. Yeah. All right. Rest, plenty of fluids, always the nurse. Lots of cuddling with a dog at home, too. Oh, so. yeah, that, that'll do it every single time. Uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about marriage and sex, but one has nothing to do with the other, so I've taken that subject off the uh, agenda for tonight. No. Um, so tonight on the program, we have uh, social media rants and stress. I have a few patients who have told me that they are extremely stressed by social media, which my ears perked up. I'm all over social media. I love social media. It doesn't stress me. It's funny that you say that because just this morning, I'm getting so caught up with the election and everything I see on social media and I'm starting to see things. I'm like, that can't be true. And right, how much false information there's out there right now. That's right. You can't believe everything you see on social media or you read on social media. But when it impacts your life and when it causes you tremendous grief, especially with the internet trolls. So I have a story to tell and uh, it's a clinical situation that occurred in my practice. So I'll be talking about that tonight. Does social media stress you out? Are you spending too much time on it? Are you ranting all over it? Are you having social media fights? Uh, all those things can happen. We're going to be talking about, about those. Also, did you hear about the brewery owner who uh, banned a customer for sexual harassment? This is like hero of the week. Next to a Harvard who also canceled the rest of the men's soccer season and they were uh, in line for the NCAA championship they were in first place and because of the uh, sexual um they were calling the the girls soccer team by uh, they raided them didn't they? they raided them exactly and they were using derogatory terms as well and they, and that's been going on since 2012 at least that's what they know of and so they those boys had to come off the field, and I'm so glad about that. I was really shocked when I read that, too, but also that's awesome that they're stepping up like that because usually sports players in the States are up on a pedestal. But Finally, some consequences. I think we really need to start doing that, which is it's also part of what's uh, – I didn't mention the Vancouver Women's Conference next Saturday, which is what you're helping me out with. Thank you very much. Um, but that's really part of it. It's really uh, – you know, there's so much sexism that goes on, so much misogynism. Uh, so much discrimination, pay inequities, unfairness, just basic unfairness. A, a lot of women think that they're alone. Um, I, I hear so many stories from women. I've certainly experienced it myself. I experienced it last week, <laughs> getting called emotional when I wasn't. And then when I found out something that was really bad and, you know, really underhanded, then I did start screaming at the guy and, and I was admitting to, yes, I'm being emotional now. But calling a woman emotional when she's not is, is pulling the woman card, right? And there's so many uh, different times that, that people do that. And so I really want women to band together. I think it's, it's really important that women band together, uh, get the appropriate information, learn about sexual assault. All these subjects are going to be covered. Parenting. We think we're alone in parenting. We're the only ones feeding our children goldfish crackers and white bread. They're a year old. Uh, <laughs> um, be for breakfast or giving cereal for dinner or, you know, that, that it's overwhelming or working inside and outside of the home, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, we th we don't want to share the the harder aspects of life uh, because women want to portray this perfection. But you know, none of us are perfect, and it, it, there's beauty in our imperfections. So, we're going to be talking, telling a little bit more tonight about the Vancouver Women's Conference. You can go to vancouverwomensconference.com. It's thirty dollars. You 
it comes with a nasty woman drink. Uh, so, or a glass of wine. I think you can get wine too. Um, but anyway, and, and it's a really important day. Premier Christy Clark is going to be there. Pamela Martin, Leah Costello, Carmen Cruz, uh, a woman called Jill Prescott, who's written a fabulous book, uh, about her story about why we shouldn't share secrets. So the big, you know, it's a, it's a great group of women who are going to be there. Christine Aram, Women of Worth. She's held a number of events. So anyway, come on down. Matt's going to be there, which is so great. And uh, I'll be there as well, talking about um, talking about the importance of uh, why women need to support each other and where the power in that, and the and the importance of why you know what started it. This sort of the theme around it was when uh, one particular man, who happens to be running for the U.S. presidency, said that he could grab any woman's pussy just because he could in a very nonchalant way. And as I say, we take back that word, and uh, I don't think you can do that. So I'm going to be talking about that. Also going to be talking tonight about uh, anxiety and finances. And one time a doctor said to me that people would rather have a brain tumor than anxiety. And, you know, I'm seeing that. I I often see um, patients in my clinical practice who have anxiety, clearly have anxiety, they almost will say, oh, yes, they know they have anxiety, but that's not actually the problem. Their problem is some other major medical problem. Anyways, I'm going to review anxiety, why it's important to get treatment for anxiety, especially if you're in a relationship. I think it is the responsibility of each person in a relationship to get the appropriate help that they need. Even if you have testosterone deficiency syndrome, you need to get help for that. That can affect a man's sexual performance as well as your bone health, your energy level. So you're not going to be doing the yard work every Saturday afternoon and your mood, most importantly, your mood. So I'm going to be talking about testosterone deficiency syndrome tonight. On top of that, I'm going to be talking about a baby box program that I heard about in Nunavut as well as uh, new guidelines, new safe sleep guidelines for babies as it relates to sudden infant death syndrome. And I'm also just going to be telling you what I have going on in my life right now. And <laughs> uh, So there's lots going on, and it's all about you. This is not about me. It's everything that's going on is about you. And so there's a few things that I want to tell you about. And so when I come back from the break, I'm going to tell you about those things. But you can give me a call if you have any questions at all. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I'm also going to be reviewing your email. So feel free to send me one. Sex Talk at cknw.com. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse hosting the show for you, coming to you live as I do most Sunday nights, uh, unless I decide to go away um, out of town. But otherwise, I'm here. Uh, I wanted to tell you about a, uh, a network that I've set up for women, basically. But, you know, women for women, it benefits men as well. It benefits everybody. When everybody's healthy, everybody is happy. Um, and so I've set up this year the Women's Health Initiative Network, or WIN, W-H-I-N. It's a national organization that aims to change the way we educate women about certain quality of life conditions that are rarely discussed. One of them is uterine fibroids, rarely discussed. On this, uh, and, and in fact, I have a survey on here that if you want to go to whin.ca, if you've ever had a fibroid, I would love it if you would take our fibroid survey. I've heard from so many women who have taken that survey. Before they took the survey, they've said, 
I thought I was the only one. I didn't hear about anybody else having fibroids or having to deal with fibroids. So I'd really appreciate it if you went on so we can gather information um, about what impacts a woman's quality of life when she has uh, a fibroid. And a fibroid is is a benign tumor um, in the uterine wall. It leads to pain, vaginal bleeding. You may have sexual pain. Um, there are lots of symptoms that um, women may experience with um, a uterine fibroid. And so uh, especially heavy bleeding, um, pelvic pain, pressure, the pre- um, they grow in the, the time of life for women when they're generally at the busiest because fibroids grow in the presence of estrogen. So they're kind of in the, like the 30 to 48-year-old age um, bracket. Um, so it's, it can be a very busy time of life. Um, there are some medications that can be given over the short term, and then some women choose to have them removed surgically. Uh, so there's, um, if you have a fibroid, that may, you know, it may, may or may not help you to take this survey, but it may help somebody else. But you may learn a little something as well. Also, this uh, Women's Health Initiative Network is a national organization uh, this is the initial year of it. I've been working quite hard on it this year, and uh, I, I don't think I've actually even mentioned it to anybody. Um, but it also involves vaginal health for women, sexual health for women, and bladder health. And so those are some of the issues that um, this society, this not-for-profit organization, will be focusing on. So... Uh, that's something for you. I, I'm always looking for partners, uh, people who want to help out, people who uh, want to learn more um, on on these endeavors, which I start uh, where I begin. But I do have some. Uh, we have we definitely have some partners on this, which is which is great. Um, we have Tyros Biopharma as a partner, and Allergan as a partner, and the Canadian Foundation for Women's Health is a partner so far. So looking for more partners, but it's an opportunity uh, for women to address sexual and reproductive health concerns in a safe and confidential atmosphere. So I do blog here as well. Um, So have a look, go to win.ca and uh, read some of the blogs about these subjects that I was talking about, was that I was telling you about overactive bladder, vaginal health, sexual health. So it's it's um, so we can start having appropriate conversations about low loss of sexual desire in women, low sex drive in women, causes of low sex drive, and treatments for low libido and low sex drive, or vaginal dryness, the causes and moisturizing treatments, um, ways to keep your vagina healthy. It's really important. Pelvic organ prolapse that happens to so many women when the organ like the bladder or the uterus falls out of place. Women have no idea. It can really impact their quality of life. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. It'll stop their sex life potentially. Um, so also overactive bladder. It's frequency, urgency, and nocturia. So that's fun. It's no fun. That's how you remember it. So frequency, so you're avoiding more than six to eight times in a 24-hour period. You're getting up at night to avoid. You have urgency. You you have to go to the bathroom. You cannot wait. You, you may leak you may leak urine with overactive bladder, but you may not. But if you've got that urgency, you may leak on the way to the bathroom. And there are many treatment options for overactive bladder. And then, of course, uh, uterine health, including fibroids. So, you know, we're talking about 
hysterectomies, which is a big deal uh, for somebody to undergo a hysterectomy. There was a time in history when hysterectomy was uh, the form of birth control for um, for women who didn't when there wasn't birth control or for women who could not take birth control for religious reasons. And and often it's kind of the go-to thing for a lot of doctors. Oh, you have a fibroid, let's do a hysterectomy. But that involves a, a length of stay, a significant length of stay in the hospital. It, there's risk of bleeding, risk of infection, um, and also there's loss. Women don't realize when they lose their uterus that you actually go through a bit of a grieving process because a lot of women feel that they've lost their femininity or they've lost their sense of of uh, their female self. Uh, there's also medications today that uh, can be used so that um, it will help to stop the bleeding, decrease the pain, allow women to work longer while they're waiting for their surgery potentially. So um, there's all sorts of information on that website, WHIN, uh, W-H-I-N, all about that. So possibly as many as 80% of women have uterine fibroids, 40% of women live with overactive bladder, of women suffer from vaginal dryness as a result of menopause, uh, and 43% of women who have experienced sexual dysfunction and low sex drive being one of the most common causes. And that is just so common. I cannot tell you how many calls, emails, everything that I get around uh, low sexual desire or uh, sexless marriages as you know, I did that TED Talk, which is was this year at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. And I have, I, I get, now lately I've been getting calls every single day from people around the world or emails um, telling me about their situation, that they, the sexless marriage that they're in. And I joke around and I say, you know, I, I no longer think that marriage is related to sex anymore um, because so few people, there seems to be so much else in a marriage that keeps people together, and it's not the sex, and they're they're not having sex. So it, it can't. Uh, I I know I know from my clinical practice how common that is, um, but um, it's you know when you realize that it's hit a nerve with uh, many many hundreds of thousands of people around the world, um, you know that it is a problem, and and people are they don't know where to begin to talk about it. They've they've seen some of the main subjects that I addressed in that TED Talk. The TED Talk is called The No-Sex Marriage, Masturbation, Loneliness, Cheating, and Shame. Uh, so they've seen, they may have seen just a snippet, and they realize this is, this is my problem, and how do I address that? And so that's often what they're contacting me about, is how they should address the issue in the relationship. Um, you know, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and uh, how... He said after, you know, a year in the relationship, uh, he wasn't, he didn't get married, but um, he said that it got boring and, and she had so many mental health issues that it was just too much to deal with. Um, anyway, so I also want to tell you that I have a new website. It's still backtothebedroom.ca. Thank you to Forteezy for developing that for me. Um, I'm continuing to blog at Fifty Shades of Pink, and I didn't get to this, but uh, the Vancouver Women's Conference, I hope you can come out next week uh, for that. It's going to be a phenomenal day um, of, of women power and uh, women getting together, sharing stories, sharing ideas. I really want to, it's, it's the launch for WIN, which is the Women's Health Initiative Network, the national organization. I really want to have these important conversations. I want to share knowledge. 
uh, uh, teach girls and women issues around their um, business or working, how to balance that working in and outside of the home and have a great sex life as well, because that's important. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to be addressing some anxiety disorders. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Section on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show for you. Give me a call if you have any questions, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Any questions at all? Because everything is related to sex except for marriage, of course. Uh, That has nothing to do with it, apparently. We're talking about anxiety. Anxiety is... Is, is rampant, quite frankly. Uh, you know, being a little bit nervous, anxious from time to time, getting up on stage to speak, that can make you nervous, might make you a little bit better. Um, so sometimes anxiety can be a little helpful in life. Um, if you have a little financial problems, just a little bit of one, you might be a little nervous. Um, that's okay, too, or might worry about uh, the health of somebody in your family. And so those are kind of everyday anxieties. But sometimes anxiety can cross over from the little everyday concerns or worries or issues to a disorder. And it comes in many different forms, anxiety. You can have panic attacks and or a phobia. And we all have phobias. We have spider phobias. Matt, do you have any phobias? Yeah, spiders. spiders. Horrified of spiders. Oh, yeah, not me. I don't have that one. My aunt thought it would be a good idea to show me arachnophobia when I was seven years old. Oh, really? So, yeah, so it dates back to your it childhood. It sure does. <laughs> yeah, like most problems in life. Uh, I don't like mice. I will say that, but I'm not sure I have a phobia about them. But, um, yeah, so you can have a phobia or you can have social anxiety. You know, a lot of people drink alcohol to... Uh, be more comfortable in a crowd or to meet people. I I know somebody recently who we were laughing about this, how she was extremely nervous in this new situation which she was in. And she, all she kept saying was she was not meeting people. She was not meeting anybody. And, um, and then, so there was an event that everybody went to and except for her, because she drank so much, she actually had to leave the event. And uh, so therefore, you know, there was her problem with drinking a little bit too much. And a lot of people who have anxiety drink alcohol a little bit too much. And that can just make that worse or it can pop them over into depression. So there are certain symptoms that uh, may indicate that you have a problem with anxiety, and that is excessive worry. It's the hallmark symptom of generalized anxiety disorder, which is the broadest type of anxiety, which is the most common type of anxiety. Um, It's worrying about everything. Big, small, uh, you know, I hear people say, if I go to the doctor, then he's going to tell me or she's going to tell me to do this. They're going to send me to the psychiatrist. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. I'm like, settle down. If you go to the doctor and you tell them your symptoms, let the doctor tell you what they are going to do next. Um, So, you know, we have to wonder what constitutes too much worry. If something, if you're worrying all the time about finances, if you're worrying all the time about daily life, and it is accompanied by fatigue, for example, or you're, you're not really able to live your life, or you cannot take a deep breath. People don't realize that if you cannot take a deep breath, that is often a sign associated with anxiety. People have difficulty breathing. So what do they do? They go to the doctor, and they tell them that they have asthma. They self-diagnose 
themselves. Um, but And often the doctor will think, well, if you can't take a deep breath, maybe I'll give you some Ventolin or Atrovent or uh, one of the bronchodilators, or perhaps it's it's that route instead of uh, dealing with that it's probably anxiety. It's one of the most common, um, if not the most common, mental illness in Canada and in the U.S. And I hate to call it a mental illness, uh, but it, but it is a serious mental health condition because that turns people off. People will say, I don't have anxiety. I don't want to have anxiety. As I said, that doctor said to me, and I never forgot that, that people would rather have, dare I say, a, a brain tumor or some serious medical, condi- medical condition versus anxiety. Often people with anxiety will have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Now, this can be associated with other health conditions, but, and it's, of course, every now and again, you can have a bad night's sleep, but if you chronically find yourself lying awake, worried, agitated about specific problems like money or nothing in particular, that can be a symptom of anxiety as well. If you feel wired, your mind is racing, a lot of people cannot turn off their minds, they're, uh, and they're not fantasizing either. They cannot turn off their minds. They their minds race. They've got a million thoughts on their mind, uh, and uh, and that can be a big problem as well for a lot of people. So there are some symptoms: muscle aches. That's something else that a lot of people will have. Muscle tension um, is something else people have with anxiety. Heart palpitations. So the your heart is racing very quickly. Um, your Fast speech is another one. Even if you've had fast speech your entire life, you can definitely, um, you know, have that hepped up, high energy, really fast speech. I mean, I'm not talking my kind of fast speech. I'm talking like the really, really fast speech, the, you know, that sort of um, uh, panicked kind of, kind of speech. Also, skin stinging. And tingling is another um, sensation uh, sensation that is associated with anxiety. The treatment for anxiety is often uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, counseling, talk therapy. That can help a lot of people. But often a lot of people need medication. And the number one medication for people is the category, the SSRIs the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. I often say that this anxiety and depression should not be called anxiety or depression. It should be called depletion because often people are running, they're running on empty and they get depleted. And and they say, a lot of people will say that is what they feel um, is happening to them, that they are getting depleted. They have nothing left. They have nothing in them to give to anybody else. And, and often then the body says no and it makes it makes sense. And so your serotonin levels get diminished. And that's why in order, I believe, in many cases, not all, I'm sure some people and many people have been helped through talk therapy. Also, anxiety is contagious. I would like to say that, that uh, if you have it in your family, it's something that you can learn. So that's that's what I mean by contagious. I had a patient recently who had anxiety And I asked this particular person if they had any anxiety in their family, and they told me no, but their father had been deported for beating the mother, and the mother now was incapacitated, and she could not work due to mental health issues. So he had anxiety with both parents, but he didn't recognize it as such. So people are 
you know, they hear horror stories about one of the safest medications out there, the SSRIs or the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, inhibitors. It's a commonly prescribed type of antidepressant. Anxiety and depression are, are on a continuum. They're on the same scale. The, um, so often the treatments are the same. Um, they ease symptoms of mod- these SSRIs, will ease the symptoms of moderate to severe depression. Some of the other things you want to do if you're on an antidepressant, it's not just going to be a popping a pill that's going to help you and it's going to treat you 100%. You need to do the other things as well. You need to do the, the conservative measures such as exercise. 30 minutes of walking every day is good enough to treat mild to moderate depression. Uh, or is helpful to treat mild to moderate depression. You also want to minimize the alcohol consumption. Do not smoke pot. Do not smoke marijuana when you're when you're depressed. It's a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant as well. It's demotivating, especially the marijuana is demotivating. Uh, look at the drugs that you're doing, and it, it's definitely having an impact on your mood, on your life, on the quality of life. Is it contributing to your mental health? Um, especially when you're taking any of these medications, you don't want to add uh, alcohol and or um, and or marijuana to it either. So you want to exercise, you want to eat properly, eat really well, a healthy, low glycemic, high protein, low carb diet. Stay away from the sugars; those can be depressing as well, um, and uh, because of the the impact on your insulin levels. Uh, so there's so much that you can do living a healthy life. As I say. Mental health is created. There's nothing wrong with you as a weakness or lower character or anything. And if you have anxiety or depression, it's a medical illness, it's a physical illness, getting treatment, you deserve to live a great life. And if anxiety or depression is impacting that, um, you there are so many treatments out there for you so that you can engage in life and have a better relationship and just uh, enjoy life that much more because you deserve it. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath. So nice to have you here with me tonight, uh, as it is every Sunday night. This show is nothing without you or Matt here. Matt's a great board op. Um, Actually, I have a couple of tickets to give out to the Vancouver Women's Show. Perfect. Matt. So the number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's at the Fairmont Pacific Rim. It's next Saturday from 9 in the morning until 6 at night. We're, we have lots of things going on that day. Premier Chrissy Clark is going to be there, Pamela Martin. We have a fashion show. We have lots of talks, lots of uh, networking. Lots I can't of, wait. I can't believe it's actually here now. It it feels like we've been waiting for quite a while. I know. It's been uh, 14 years in the making. All right. I've, it's been a little bit of a dream of mine to do this, to bring women together about women supporting women. Now, everybody's focused on the election, and one woman in particular, one fairly experienced woman in particular, has you know gotten a lot of uh, ha- havoc wreaked upon her. I would say over, I think, being a woman, really. You, you said that tonight. You yeah, said, we were talking about it earlier, and I definitely, I, I was first to admit that I'm not a huge fan of her policy, but I'm actually really looking forward to meeting her. I still want to have a chat with her because 
I mean, she's a single mom and she runs the province. Right. I was actually talking about um, Hillary Clinton, that other woman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, but you know what? She has certainly had, uh, as the premier, she has certainly had her share of uh, negativity. I mean, it's really tough, but it's much harder when you're a woman um, to be in any leadership role. You said, you know, some people just don't like women on top. Some yeah. people do. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you'd get that. <laughs> I, I got that, Matt. Don't worry. I get them all. Uh, but, you know, some people don't like when women succeed. And you know what? A lot of women don't like when women succeed either. Uh, so we have to change that because that's actually dissension amongst women. It's a weakness in our group. And so that's why we need to, you know, it's it's a big ship to turn around. A lot of people have been emailing me and saying, are, are you going to, um, will you, be addressing the fact that women gossip, you know, that women treat each other poorly. There's the crab in the bucket syndrome. And I'm going to be addressing, we're, we'll be addressing all of that on that day. And and hopefully uh, through WIN, through the Women's Health Initiative Network, you know, set a path to actually uh, make some changes and teach uh, girls and women, some better ways around that. Um, but I was talking about Hillary Clinton because there's so much focus on the election. This year, the U.S. presidential election has uh, been a tremendous source of stress for a lot of people. And um, also, for me, it's been stressful. I'm an American, and I was really angry and upset and uh, disgusted when I heard uh, uh, one male... <laughs> contender for that giant job, uh, very important, responsible job, say that he could uh, grab women's pussies in a very nonchalant way just because of some ill-perceived power of his. And that, I think, is, you know, I think it is a wake-up call for a lot of women. I know Kelly Oxford, who's a writer, uh, she put out a, a call on Twitter for women who have been sexually abused, share your stories on Twitter. And she said, if nobody shares, I'll take it down. Within 24 hours, she had 94 million tweets. Uh, so, I, you know, this is, a, an, this is a very important issue. Um, uh, it's a very important issue to be... Um, I've lost my train of thought because I've gotten another email <laughs> about something. Um, I'll have to read that before I get to uh, to this one. But anyway, nonetheless, it's a really important issue. We need to actually stand up and say no more. We're not going to be excluded. We're, we're going to get the CEO jobs. We are, are actually qualified. You know, I mean, you have to work. I have worked honestly twice as hard. I'm always proving myself. I am always I had a meeting this week and I, with a, a company and I had done some work for them this year, and I did, didn't value it. I didn't think it. I didn't think it was enough. You know, we we women often think it's never enough. It's never good enough. And when I actually, when we discussed it, this company was more than happy. They were thrilled. They thought I had accomplished a tremendous amount, and. We need that affirmation. I, I should have been like, hey, I did a lot for you, and you probably didn't pay me enough. But instead, I'm thinking, did I do enough? I, I've done this, 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 and, you know, was that enough? Could I have done more? And we're always thinking like that. I don't know if uh, guys are thinking like that uh, as well. I know I've sat thinking, they're not going to think I did all this work, so I'm not going to charge them everything that I should. You know, I've Sheryl Sandberg mentions that in her book, Lean In. And so these are common issues that occur in women's heads. And we have to stop that because we're raised as second class citizens often. And we're 
um, I mean, I, I, I was not. I have to say I was not raised as a second-class citizen. I have a very strong father who said, you know, daughters, four daughters can do anything, treated equally as uh, like the sons were as well. Uh, so, but we get that. We're socialized, and that happens. And uh, anyway, it's, um, it's a problem. So hopefully you'll come down uh, to the, event, the Fairmont Pacific Rim next Saturday if you want to win the tickets Give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And uh, I just wanted to read you a little, um, I wanted to read you a little email I got, but I think we'll go to break and then I'll read the email when I come back. When I come back to talk to you, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Since I was talking about anxiety and Utilizing SSRIs, Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors, otherwise known as the Prozacs, Paxils, Zoloft's, Celexis, Citalopram's of the world. Uh, I had an email. Uh, this fellow must be a doctor. Uh, given that you mentioned SSRIs are good for anxiety, which with which I completely agree, you may also remind the listeners that being on an SSRI, while good for the anxiety disorder, can lead to sexual dysfunction such as erectile dysfunction, decreased libido, and problems with orgasm. Some SSRIs are more problematic for these problems than others. Clearly, the pros need to balance with the cons. So true. Thank you very much for your email, doctor. Uh, Because, you know, the thing is, I, I do think the pros need to be weighed with the cons. But if you're having anxiety that's impacting your life, uh, the uh, and especially your intimate life, you need to actually get that treated, and but definitely bring up the subject of your um, sex life and the impact, especially low libido. It will have an impact on that. But as the fine doctor says, there are certain um, ones that are better than others. So it's a little bit of a trial and error with the SSRIs anyway. One may work. The other one may not. So, you know, you might try one, and there may not be any change after a few weeks or a month. It takes about six weeks couple of weeks for the medication to cross the blood-brain barrier and then start working. So a lot of people in that first couple of weeks might get like tingling sensations or their anxiety may worsen, and that can be very normal. Uh, it's when it, once it crosses the blood-brain barrier that it starts to um, treat your anxiety and make you feel better. So the email I was going to read you before that was, before we started talking about sex, <laughs> was this one. Dear Sexpert, I love that. Dear Sexpert, given that research is finding that the U.S. presidential election is a source of stress, how does this impact intimacy and sexual activity? Do you think that after Tuesday, when the election is hopefully over, there may be a dramatic increase in intimacy, a bit like there was after World War II? Could this lead to another baby boom in the United States? Thank you for addressing this. We are a collective. Sleepless in Seattle, anxious in Arizona, freaked out in Florida, paranoid in Pennsylvania, nervous in New Hampshire, and stressed out in South Carolina. Great point. I think that the election is causing a lot of stress between couples. I think that people who maybe align with Republican values um, are upset, number one, that Trump does not align with Republican values, but also... Maybe there's a Republican and a Democrat in a marriage, and it can it may not may not even be able to bring up the subject of the U.S. presidential election. Uh, you find in the states where people are, you know, they vote along party lines, and so it doesn't matter who the candidate is. But this year's candidate 
one of them, who is so vulgar and so rude and engaging in criminal activity that can uh, even a Republican woman. I don't know how any woman could vote for a man who would actually treat women the way he said that he would treat women with Billy Bush on that bus. But um, so I think it could cause a lot of grief. And maybe once it's over and people accept it, because that's the gracious way, accept it. Uh, although I did, I do think Donald Trump isn't sure who, if he's going to accept the election. But then people can move on, have more sex and have more babies. And we can have yet another 1946 happening in 2016. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.